Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Beer or wine? Weed or tincture? And MDMA or LSD? Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. My name's Jake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt. And this is Qualified Nonsense. Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship. So we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Qualified Nonsense. We want to open things up by letting you get to know us a little better by sharing one or two good things we've consumed recently. Jake. What did you enjoy this past week? I play, I'm going to say it's Quaaludes. Well, Quaaludes, yeah. <laughs> Quaaludes, you can't get Quaaludes anymore, right? Like, they're all, like, they stopped making them as, yeah, I think as the 70s. what they were. I don't know. Your your line of questioning as intro this this uh, this week really got me thinking. Got you thinking? Well, you make your own tincture. I, I wouldn't even put tincture up there, except for... Don't fucking say that out loud. God damn it. <laughs> don't... Didn't you... You can't put you've that said, shit out here. No, you've said it's that. It's going to be broadcast. You fucking said... Oh, okay. I... <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I... <clears throat> let's see. I played a game um, called Wingspan. It's a great game about birds, and it's very pretty. The art is spectacular. I recommend playing it. I've played it with some friends that are not birders so <laughs> they were able to give it the sort of seal of approval it's supposed to be um a really good game like like generally but since anna and i are birders we really enjoyed playing it um but i bring it up because we recently have been able to play it with my seven-year-old who uh beasted us the last time we played um points wise and he was able to operate totally independently so he's reading at the at the comprehension level that he's able to you know take command and play strategically and it's pretty pretty exciting stuff um but but definitely check out wingspan um as a board game brandon it might be there might be like four too many steps to hold your interest <laughs> but but it's uh once you get like once you get the the hang of it it's it's super like it flows super well and it's um there's like also like factoids on the cards that about real birds in north america and it's it's kind of fun so hmm I, uh, up until you brought uh, up until you brought in my seven year old play this, I thought it was a I thought it was going to be some kind of sex game. <laughs> Wing wingspan. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> no, it's <Excuse> not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. Seven year old beasted us. I was gonna try to I was gonna try to make <laughs> a funny joke out of it. I, up until you're like, well, in my son, seven year old son, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> There goes all the jokes. Oh, I'm sorry, I ruined that. <laughs> I ruined that for you. You now ruined the game. Well, for I didn't me. think. It, I didn't think it was a real game for you. I thought you were yanking our chain. Is, is it just a card game? Just a card based yeah, game? Yeah. Well, or... no. I mean, there, yeah, it's a card based game. You've got a board, and you've got cards with birds on them, and they have uh, particular things you can do. And then each turn, you can do uh, one of uh, four things, I guess. And you can like play a bird, which gets you points and special abilities. So on your turn, you can you can get more points. Basically, like it's all it's all point based. 
Um, you, your birds can lay eggs and those eggs are worth points. The raptors can, can you kill other birds. Yeah. The raptors can like <laughs> yeah. kill other birds. It's not as aggressive as that sounds, but, um, you know, it's based on, and there's like, there's like a little data in the game with regard to all the birds. So like the, the size of the bird. So it's called wingspan and all of the birds have a particular length of wing. So their wingspan is measured. And then depending on, you know, um, like how big your Raptor is like a red tailed hawk, for instance, can eat things that have, uh, 75 centimeters or smaller. So then you draw a card and if it's smaller than that, you can eat it. And that's a point at the end of the Mm. game. It's cool. It it does. It is a little bit complicated, but it's, um, but it's, it's pretty fun. I saw a vulture yesterday off the side of the road, just something that I don't see a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I think vultures are really cool. They're they're stinky, but they're um... <laughs> the uh, the ones the one story about birds that I have. We're off to a really exciting start on. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty <laughs> um, pretty riveting. Stuff. The one the one. I, uh, so we went to this place in Ashland called Wildlife Images. <laughs> that that was that was meant for me, Matt. Know that. <laughs> I was going to say, look, I literally just started talking about birds. We we're seven minutes into this, and we've oh talked nothing God. about birds. No, anyway, right. so we went to Wildlife Images. It was when Karen and I was were like first dating, and they had this whole thing of birds. And I'll be frank, like birds don't really excite me. But we were they were telling us all these stories, and they had um, they had the their golden eagle, which was next to their bald eagle, and I had no idea how much bigger they were that and that's mexico's uh national bird which is fucking massive but then they also had a a peregrine falcon Mm -hmm. and they were telling us stories about how they like lived they sound like douches but uh really cool and i had no idea they like they just dive bombed and made these big old fists out of their talons and like knocked birds literally out of the sky sounded pretty badass but birds are pretty savage yeah (laughs) Brandon, tell us about your favorite bird. <laughs> uh, my favorite the peacock bird is um, the well, zebra finch. I think owls are pretty neat. Oh, yeah. I like owls. But, um, like David Bowie kind of owls in uh, Labyrinth? I don't know. what I've never seen Labyrinth. But um, What? <laughs> We've oh. talked about this before. Maybe not on the podcast, but I remember being rocked by that information. Because you're such a moviegoer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know what we're doing in Pendleton. Buckle up, buckaroo. Buckle well, up, buckaroo. I, I feel like, I mean, it, it, it's a kind of a, a kid's movie, right? So. Nope. Yeah, but you no. read comic books. <laughs> Graphic novels. Yeah, but you collect. Yeah, but you collect. <laughs> you, 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 you collect Funko toys for seven-year-olds. Oh, man. <laughs> Graphic novels. You literally have toys sitting behind you. No, I don't. This interview's over. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, no. Brandon, what did you consume? Well, I, I, if I get to defend myself, I was going to say I assumed that the movie was for a younger audience. So uh, I just uh, went once I was not a kid. I I wholeheartedly it. believe younger audiences would be creeped out by it. I wouldn't show it to my kids. Hmm. Anyway. Um, this week, uh, you refer to my notes. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I'm going to say, uh, the, the season four 
premiere of Barry on HBO. Uh, I really like the show I Barry. Seen any of, is that show still Bill, going? Yeah, the it's the oh. final season that's airing now, and uh, as Bill Hader as a hitman who wants to become an actor, and uh, um, he. Anyway, I, I mean, I, I I won't give away too much, but it, it's uh, if you haven't watched it, it, it's a really engaging show. Bill Hader, I mean, he directs a lot of the episodes and writes them. I, I would say, I mean, based on just this show alone, if he does go into movies, he might be like one of our best filmmakers living today if he breaks into movies. So it uh, he does a uh, really impressive work. Um, behind I the camera s- as well as in front of the camera yeah i I've, I've seen clips here and there but i haven't seen um any of the any of the episodes or seasons but i am intrigued by it <clears throat> and he does and he does look like he does a solid job mm-hmm. so yeah i'll say barry uh, along those lines also uh i i did watch the very first john wick uh for the oh, first yeah. time I, i've never seen any of the john wick movies and so my wife and I sat down and watched the first one, and uh, and we really enjoyed it. It was a I'm lot of really fun. late to that game, but what did you like? You liked it, yeah. I, I actually, I'm, actually, I'm still you know tardy what? from you, it. I haven't seen it yet. Now is the time. Now, now is the time because uh, there's another one coming yep, out, right? There, no, there, there. As far as I can tell, there will be four. Well, the fourth one's in the yep. theaters. In theaters now. Yep, and you should go see it. So catch up on the other three. Ah, but then um, I, I read there's going to be a TV show with Mel Gibson, which, but <laughs> uh, is he going to be John Wick? Well, no, I, no, isn't, I think isn't it's... it isn't it about the hotel? Yeah, something oh, like that. Oh, I could see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, you don't know what we're talking about, Jake. I mean, I know <laughs> the basic story. Like, I haven't been under a rock. Yeah, well, I've I mean, been under it, a it, rock, but I've it, my it, I know the basic story. It doesn't seem like it's a really complicated uh, <laughs> world or anything to to figure out. But anyway, uh, yeah, Barry and John Wick; those are my things. Matt, nice. Um, I this week, well, actually, I've I found them for a while, but I I ended up ordering more today because I finally got behind the brand, but. Um, I found a t-shirt that fits me just right. Uh, and it's from a company called true classic. And, um, let's be real. Uh, I'm going to be 38 here next month, a little over just a couple days over a month. And you know, our metabolism slow down. Our bellies get a little bit bigger. I still like to think I'm relatively fit, but, uh, yeah, sometimes shirts are hard to find that fit just right. And I have true classics. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Can't wait. Use I'm promo code qualified nonsense at checkout yeah. for uh, additional 15% off your first order. Use promo code dad bods with seven Z's. Use promo code Anita uh, Dick and me sure for seven Z's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no context for that joke, but uh, I. Uh... I also have gotten <laughs> true classic tees, and I've had a bad time washing and drying them. But aside from that, uh, I would recommend them as long as in I don't, terms of as what? long as I don't dry them. Oh yeah, yeah, they do have a tendency to shrink up a little bit. <clears throat> uh, well, I've got this stupid torso that's that's too long, so 
everything turns into a belly shirt and is that it is that the only thing that's too long? <laughs> yeah really do no you, it is the um, only thing that's too long <laughs> do you buy tall sizes um i do but but what happens is they even with tall sizes in the same in the same uh like size bracket they it, they get box they get super boxy so like yeah like a medium or mean. like a large right now like a large in most stores it turns like is a belly shirt for me and then if i do a tall version of it it's boxed out in the shoulders and the and sort of the chest so yeah i've noticed like uh i mean i i have like i have to buy well big and tall so i, I have to buy the tall size mm-hmm. clothing and uh and i've noticed that like there isn't really a lot of like if you're like tall and thin there's not really a lot of longer shirts for, for yeah. yeah or if you you'd have to buy like a large and then it it's almost like a like a bell hanging mm-hmm. off of you there's like this long weird sag um but yeah now i i knew a guy in new york who would get all of his t-shirts like tailored and i was like that seems dumb but he also always looked really good in his t-shirts and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> well yep <laughs> He got his t-shirts tailored. Well, that's what I thought too. Except for I, but I, I can I bitch and complain constantly about t-shirts because every <laughs> single t-shirt I have is a belly shirt. Uh, no, no joke. Every single one is a belly shirt because I eventually forget to not dry it, and then it turns into a belly shirt. I'm like, well, okay, fuck this t-shirt then. There's a guy who uh, goes to trivia. Who I mean, he he's probably like 22 or something, but he he looks like that, like his t-shirts are tailored. Like he almost looks like, uh, like he looks like, uh, like the classic, like if you were to like draw a picture of like a, like a 1940s GI on a like weekend yeah. away, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like that, like he wears like the white t-shirts and like, yeah. they look very like form fitting and everything. <laughs> and son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. How dare he, Enjoy the way that he looks. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying he looks good. I'm not <laughs> trying to no, condemn I'm him saying, or anything. I'm, nope. I'm saying son of a bitch. I don't like <laughs> him. I bet he's shitty at trivia, no. too. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, but oh, okay. <laughs> he might listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's what we consumed. Shirts, games, TV. I think that covers it all. Uh, why don't we take a short little break? An absolute master of transitions. (laughs) John Wick wearing his form-fitting shirt, shooting down birds out of the sky that are probably spying on him. Birds. Are they even real? And welcome back. If you'd like your question, comment, or slam poetry read on the show, drop us a line at qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. First I'd question. Kill for some slam poetry. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it right now. Uh, <laughs> right now. At this moment. Get a couple more drinks in yeah. you and then we'll figure it out. <laughs> Can we get a couple more of these? Oppression. What does that even mean in this country? <laughs> That's all I got. Oppression. Depression. Is. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Killer. Keep that momentum. Uh, listeners, you missed it, but both both uh, 
uh, Matt and Brandon had some pretty good hand movements that went along with those. So <laughs> just imagine that. Anyway, Zach from Portland, Maine writes, Dearest QN, I hope this finds you all well. Thank you, it did. I'm a big fan of the... <laughs> I'm a big fan of the lightning round questions and how it lets us learn a little bit more about you guys. You've talked about preferred climate, hot or cold mountains or hot or cold mountains or beach, etc. Knowing your preference, what job or life change would have it uh, would have to present itself to make you decide to move to an undesirable climate? Well, Keep the it way up. Brandon phrased it. First of all, I enjoy hot mountains. <laughs> hot or cold <laughs> mountains. <laughs> I'm like a good well, walk about, up a hot mountain. No, I feel like there's like maybe not hot mountain, but like 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 high altitude. I think it's called a volcano. Hot. And the volcano planet of Mustafar from uh, <laughs> from Sith. <laughs> <Revenge of the Sith. laughs> uh, I hate you. Uh, so this question is off to a great start. Uh, what job or life change would have to present itself to make you decide to move? Um. Uh, interesting question there zach um my 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 wife my wife her her dad is uh in north carolina and her brother's in florida and we've actually had conversation recently about um going back to north carolina where she's from did her undergrad there was raised most of her life there went to med school this that and the other um so i think like uh job would need to be either a the ability to transfer or work remotely or uh opportunity of a lifetime uh but life change i think for me at least would um have have to be revolving around family status or situation or a need or a necessity to go back or even a want i guess it doesn't have to be a need or a necessity but yeah even a want but that would trump your like it like it, like for instance in um north carolina it gets rather hot and humid um is that an undesirable yes uh, for you so yeah, ab- absolutely um I'm so not, i mean i've never existed but like i've i've always been and i don't i mean jake you've you've been on quite the adventures with with your times i went to sc- i've been born and raised here i went to school for one year in montana and then i spent another um you know four or five months down in san diego and then i've been here the rest of the time but i've been itching to go on a adventure quote unquote i'm happy to live anywhere i just want to see see the you know see what the country has to offer yeah i don't have any problem making friends wherever i go um so that's not really a concern to me must be nice Um, lucky you i mean no no no. i'm kidding i'm kidding that's actually like it's just it's just more of the extrovert i probably have a lot of problems making friends because i'll go to a bar or something like that fucking asshole i hope he never comes back (laughs) but i have no problem like approaching people or creating a social network uh wherever i go so that doesn't really concern me as to where i know it like i I think for you guys it would concern you do you think that the the ability to be malleable socially um helps any sort of undesirable climate change definitely well i think it helps a lot outside of just being social it helps your ability to network like yeah i i I would feel confident moving to an area and not necessarily having a job for example but being able to network into a group that would help facilitate that outside of 
going online and applying for jobs, you know, yeah. going out to a, a bar, or a, um, a social networking hour, or this, that, or the other, Yeah, I think would definitely help. Well, do you think um, you would have trouble with that if you were outside of, say, a metro area, if you were in an extremely rural and remote area where there aren't a lot of opportunities? No, because I—I mean, I'd probably end up working on a farm or something. You know, it's I—I <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're kind of a, a you're kind of a byproduct of your environment to a certain degree. Yeah, and whatever so, that environment is, I feel like yeah, you'd be you'd be able to 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 fall in pretty pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we looked at what was what was the town in Nebraska that's paying people to move there. Oh right, Curtis, Curtis, Nebraska. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously I wouldn't go there and be like, Hmm, this is the perfect opportunity to be an IT network operator right? or, you know, something, any, anything along those lines. I'd, I would move there and say, well, maybe I'd want to join city council or, well, they are giving away land a for uh, commercial reasons. So you could open up a, you know, a, uh, some sort qualified of a, nonsense, new home location. <laughs> so like, yeah, you I could open up like a, a data comp- farm or something there, but yeah. Good compound base headquarters. <laughs> For qualified nonsense. Nice. Yeah. What do you guys feel? What What's uh? What would, what would have to? I don't know. I'm trying to, to think, happen because I, I I think that the it has happened to you, Jake. Climb, well, yeah, yeah. I guess to a degree. Um, COVID. COVID had to happen for you to move. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And like to be honest, I although I really enjoyed my time in the Northeast, like the the winters were brutal. Um, so much so that like not so much the weather, but the infrastructure when weather occurred just was such dog shit that um that it made me want to be like I'd, i like i i feel like i'd be feel much better being in like a, an alaska like situation or probably anywhere in canada where they're equipped to deal with bad weather but like i felt like in new york and new jersey every time it snowed <clears throat> like all services shit the bed it was like it was the first time it ever snowed and um that's kind of surprising to hear because they get snow more frequently than they do they do here in in oregon and and it feels like everything shuts down when it snows here it it, it is a it is a absolute disaster um cars are all over the place um gridlocked um i can't tell you how many times like there's a national nationally recognized photo now of um that that car that caught on fire going up chapel hill and it was just stranded and on fire but it was ice right so they're definitely not acclimated for that oh well i was talking about the northeast but I, so I, we actually haven't been here for like last year it's it didn't snow once this year um actually that's not true like a month ago it snowed but it didn't actually stick but we didn't have any snow this whole winter we got we got into the like the single digits temperature wise, but, but it was clear. So, um, but yeah, as far as like moving around, yeah, I mean, North Carolina weather isn't 100% my jam, but, um, could be worse, but it certainly could be worse. And and to be honest, like the, yeah, the, the, this is a a good, um, example, I guess the, the reason why we came down was because, we had an opportunity. I had an opportunity to work remotely, so I didn't have to do a job change. Um, and then uh, Anna was going to attend um, graduate school here 
um, which is like a, a really good school for what she was trying to do. Um, we had the opportunity to buy my in-laws house. Um, and so we did that and, you know, it was just a bunch of things that aligned, uh, that was fortunate. So like, it, but, but it, it did take that. It did take, a, a, an aligning of a number of, uh, elements of life to, to make us go, yeah, okay, let's do this. Well, same, I guess, same for you, Brandon, right? You, you find yourself in an area that did you ever think you'd be moving to? No, no, but yeah, uh, like Jake mentioned, like I, uh, my, my job became remote and, uh, so I could travel anywhere and, um, I, I mean, not that, um, Eugene is an undesirable climate or location. Um, so I, I suppose, yeah, if, if, um, a, a situation that would present itself to make me decide to move to an undesirable climate would be, yeah, something like like a a dream job for my wife or uh, my wife or uh, <laughs> um like a a job change for me with like a you know attractive enough pay I suppose right um. Remind the other thing me, I thought your, of what's is what's your like least favorite climate? Like where where would you where would it be that you would move for said dream job uh, or dream job um, for your your wife? Yeah, pr- the least attractive would be somewhere where it's uh like cold all the time. Yeah. So here. <laughs> the best part. Like Alaska, like like um I mean, like, like bitterly cold. If it's like fifty outside, that's not that bad. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose Alaska. Um, you know, the Northeast, like, surprisingly, like they, they, they um, the wind. I, I just remember the wind, and I, and I've talked to my brother about this a few times. But like, the wind is like bone chilling. It's just different. It feels different. Whereas, like, you <laughs> can put as many clothes as you want on, and when the wind gusts, it's just frigid i'm sorry Uh, please continue well the the other situation i thought of that would uh make me move to an undesirable location would be being in a witness relocation Uh, so yeah that's true (laughs) what about what about what about like other undesirable locations like uh like in a submarine or like a, a like a uh like a, a science facility at the bottom of the ocean, something like that. Um, or a space well, station. Well, my, um, my sister's boyfriend, he, uh, was on a submarine for something like, I don't remember. I mean, I, they'll listen to this, so they'll, they'll know, but it was something like eight months. And so Oof. I, uh, Matt's shaking his head. <laughs> that like I I mean, eight eight minutes, eight hours on a submarine sounds incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> to me. Yeah, eight um, months is a long time, and I know they're big. I know they're bigger than what I think they are in my head, but that's they're still not that big. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean anything like underwater, long term. I think that that's that's pretty rough, um, and I, I, I yeah, it would have to be some sort of 
What's the price point? Mm. To be on a submarine for eight months. Yeah. Oof. Mm, $100,000? I mean, eight months for hundred grand? Sure. All right. Pre-tax or? Pre-tax. <laughs> yeah. This is like the light of your aggressions where Brandon asks. I mean, well, I guess I, I should I should say, what am I doing on the... the... Does it matter? You're on a fucking <laughs> oh. tube for eight months. There's, not, there's nothing you could do that would keep your mind that busy. And distracted I, I bet I bet on nuclear submarines they've <laughs> got plenty to do. I bet they keep you wink. busy. Well, no, I they do. I, why did you wink? No, I don't mean that. <laughs> well, am I just staring I at like right, a little sailor? You're like... gonna jerk everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> See, they got one week down. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that scene in Forrest Gump where he takes Checkmate. apart the ref rifle really quick. He's like, God damn it, Forrest! It's like. You jerked up. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> but I mean, like, would I want to be like a like cleaning the showers and toilets and stuff every day for that much? Probably not. But I don't know. Um, am I looking through the periscope? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they probably don't look through the periscope for deep sea diving. (laughs) (laughs) Just like scrape the bottom of a whale or something. I no, like it's just incredibly nerve. I wouldn't say there's any money, no money. I would not get on one. No, nope. Claustrophobic, a a little much. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, I don't like, I don't, I also don't think submarines are needed anymore. Like, why do you need a submarine? You could fire a missile from anywhere now. You could spy on anyone from the comfort of your own home. That's been well established. Like you don't need a submarine. <laughs> They're archaic and dumb. All right. Yeah, I uh I don't disagree. But um Jake, how much would you have to be paid to be on a submarine for 8 months? Yeah, would you take 100 grand? Gosh, yeah. No, yeah, I'd take a hundred grand. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm also <laughs> I'm also recently jobless, so that sounds like a job. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well here, uh, fill out this enlistment form. Yeah, I know. Uh, Where's the application? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a resume ready to go. Well, I did hear well, that. Yeah, uh, funny. I just heard a recruitment ad that said they'll fulfill all the dreams and <laughs> goals that you have in your life. Oh. And they'll pay for school. Wow. I heard something recently that the <laughs> Air Force is having a really hard time recruiting. So why? That I, seems I, like the I, most I, that seems like the most fun one. I did see a pretty funny uh Well, especially when the they Coast had Guard, the uh you know, the best recruitment video you could make come out last year which was top gun yeah. maverick how much how much do you think the <laughs> the the u.s military uh spent on that film oh i'm sure a lot yeah but super entertaining and a lot of fun i didn't see it oh. so did we actually answer zach's question yeah did you guys answer yeah kind of brandon yeah did you give your input yeah i said yeah. uh yeah, but uh, I'd have to be a witness. Submarines? Relocation or... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, 
or yeah, like a realistic job. thing. Zach, I think, I think we satisfied the uh, requirements <laughs> of this podcast. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> so, Gladiators with British accents. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Zach. Well, let us know uh, which situation would present itself to make you move to an undesirable location. And if you like hot or cold mountains. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our next question comes to us from Peter in New York. Peter. Peter writes, hi, QN. <laughs> Cancel culture is a hot topic over the last few years. And it's gotten a little bump with the whole Budweiser ad thing. What are your thoughts on cancel culture? Also about censorship in general. It's fucking bullshit. What's bullshit? Oh, I'm interested in this. I well, okay. Uh, the the cancel culture thing over. Are there people that need to be held accountable for things that they've done and bringing like things up from the past? Absolutely. But like calling out comedians because they're being a comedian. And I don't know, we've we've had this conversation and debate as friends before, and we've always brought up punching down. And I don't I don't I personally don't see it as that. Uh, I don't. Yeah. But like comedians specifically, I think that whole bullshit needs to stop. There's very few comedians right now that I feel like can actually go out and feel like they're doing their job without repercussions of like, ooh, if I said that, somebody's going to call me out and try to ruin my career because I'm doing what I'm doing. Hmm. I feel like um, we should probably back up and explain the Budweiser thing for people who don't know. Um, <clears throat> I actually don't know. I don't think I've seen the ad. I only read about it. Well, it wasn't an ad. So there, there's... um. This oh, can trans actress and TikTok personality named Dylan Mulvaney, who um, she's been chronicling her gender transformation for the past year. And then Bud Light sent a commemorative can with her picture on it to commemorate her anniversary oh. of transitioning. And, and also was to celebrate uh, March Madness. And it, so it was just one can. It wasn't released in stores or anything like that. Um, and uh, since that, that got out, which uh, a bunch of people got angry about it, basically. Um, because I saw the angry. Yeah. The, um, the demographic that drinks Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there were, um, you know, calls for boycotts for Bud Light. Uh, there were bomb threats called into their production facilities, things like that. Um, and uh, which I think I think I feel like there's two there's two pieces to this is it. Do they need to be canceled for it? No, absolutely not. That's their do. I think it was a huge marketing flop. Absolutely. Because they're their their marketing team should know their demographic. So I think I, I don't think that did them any favors as a business. And I've read that they've lost three billion in market share because of it. So like, business. How can they how can they the how can they uh, measure that within like a week or two? Uh, just based off of sales, canceled accounts. 
I mean, di- distribution is like a week to week, you know, aspect in, in, in beer. But I mean, I guess I'm further, I, I'm, I'm further interested in, in the conversation topic because cancel culture is such a hot button issue <clears throat> as far as like it being called cancel culture. But, um, it's just, um, it's just companies like deciding to or not to like feature somebody, right? Like, isn't that, that's my understanding of it. Like, I mean, to be canceled just means that the free market is speaking as far as I understand it. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, that's, that's how I understand it also. And at the end of the day, it's people who are in the, you know, the powers that be in a company saying, you know, like for instance, these comedians that are, that are getting canceled on from their, like they, they no longer get their specials. Like they might've had a contract that gets like, you know, canceled uh, or washed because of some comments that they made. Um, that's ultimately like, them probably breaching their contract in some way and them being held accountable for the contract, I assume. Not always, not necessarily. I mean, one person could pick, pick it up and interpret that said comments to mean one specific thing. And then you get the masses behind you or you, you choose, you like you, you pitch it to be in a way that is somehow damning to that person. I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily responsible and I don't think that it's, necessarily fair especially to comedians but it's saying, like, like but that's oh, like i made a pet- joke about this thing and now you want to get now you want to be uh, 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 sure but you're but that's like a petition offended right? over sure but isn't isn't that isn't that the same as petitioning more or less like it's it's um i mean i i do think like you know bad faith arguments <laughs> exist on both sides but in sure i i kind of get what you're saying jake i, I do think you know like legal repercussions or uh, influencing public opinion or the free market acting like the, I don't think those things are cancel culture because th- those things have always been around. People are free to support or not support whoever they want. Um, I, I really wish <clears throat> I should have, I should have looked this up more because um, Matt, the uh, I, I heard a, uh, I forget who it was. I heard a comedian talking about cancel culture in its sort of like um, hot buttony, the version of it and, and talking about how um, the, oh, what is it? Basically that, that um, the method of telling jokes about like a particular demographic um like matters a lot and and not only that but like the evolution from like the 80s to now there's there's a lot that has changed socially um that that needs to be just like accounted for and so i i find that i'm sort of back and forth on the issue i i mean i i don't disagree with you on that and i feel like there's there's probably some topics we could move on from you know in in terms of making jokes but Again, you know, just to use comedians specifically as an example is I, I, I pay money to go to the show. I'm familiar with that person's portfolio. And 
I expect to hear something that's going to skirt a line or be edgy because I mean, if we, if we just sit around and tell dad jokes all day long, that's, you know, that's fine, but I'm going to hear that next level of thing. Like something. I think Brandon's probably more, he's more in tune with comedians than we are. I've gone with Brandon to comedians that I've never even heard of before. And I had zero context as to what they were going to say. And, you know, I could have easily found something to be offended about, but I also know that I'm going to a comedy show to hear jokes, like make fun of things, mm-hmm. be crude, be crass. That's, that's your, that's your ticket. That's your pass. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I, I do think, you know, if you know what you're getting into with a comedian, you know, that that's totally fine. And, and uh, have you ever been to a comedian that you almost walked out of Brandon lately or were like, I don't feel comfortable with this. I mean, I, I've been to ones where I don't think what they're saying is funny um, or I don't if they're presenting a point of view, I don't agree with that. But I, I haven't walked out. Um, you know, I, I, I do think, you know, the the right to free speech doesn't equal a right to consequence free speech. And I don't think that facing consequences for your speech is a violation of free speech. Um, so, I mean, if, if, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, yeah, comedians should be able to say whatever they want to, but that doesn't mean they should be free from facing backlash from what they say. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess the thing that I'm interested in that I don't statistically, I don't know much about is that, um, I get that people who aren't interested in the type of comedy that someone's presenting, they have a problem with it. They say, Hey, you know, company that's hosting them, you shouldn't host this person. And it gets some level of additional attention from other people. They might make the choice not to have that person back or to stop their shows or whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that it, that doesn't seem to be any different than, you know, like forever. Like if people, if people had interpersonal issues or content related issues or race related issues, like, like the color of someone's skin, you know, back in the day, like I I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. trying to think of, um, uh, what was that shitty race movie about, uh, the, the green book. Did you guys see that? It was interesting. I guess, Mm -hmm. but kind of a weird perspective on the issue, but like um, the issues that 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 black guy who played the piano really well couldn't eat in the same establishments that he was playing in that sort of shit. Um, You know, like, like things, things have been um, like mandated by the, whoever has the money basically gets to call the shots. And if they think that they're losing money because of uh, someone they're hosting, and they stop hosting them. That's the same. Like that's always been the case. And I don't really know what's different now, other than the fact that we have cancel culture as being like a like a like a keyword. I don't really know what's different. And the internet, right? Because the internet like makes things more visible for everybody. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think access makes it really easy. So when when we're talking about cancel culture, my mind flocks to people that feel like they're offended for the reason of finding attention and i know that's probably a really hot take and i know that's not accurate and that's a blanket statement but at the same time it does feel like it's easier 
and people are reaching harder to be offended by things and wanting to just cancel it because you said that one thing that one time. Well, and kind of to your point, I feel like we are not meant to know what everyone as humans, we're not meant to know what everyone is thinking all the time. And with the internet, we are able to see everybody's opinion everywhere and in real time yeah everything everywhere all at once and uh, we <laughs> i and you know we we didn't you know people just kind of kept their mouth shut and were polite to each other and whatever um before we had access to you know you could just fire off a, a tweet or a social media post and saying this made me mad i didn't like this blah 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 um mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, and also like gone are the days of like say that to my face or knock two of your teeth out right <laughs> and and so I, I don't think it's healthy for us to because i i do think we end up being like oh hey uh you are sympathetic to the kkk well so am i uh let's uh you know or whatever like <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah uh um you can kind of find your community it should be noted easier. that brandon is not sympathetic towards yeah, that was the an example well i mean don't put gonna... words in my mouth but i uh <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh that no. is it mister you're so canceled oh, no. i'm just teasing i do also wonder i i regularly have to um check my privilege as it were but like i i do also wonder that you know whenever i I, I tend to notice when I get defensive about something of being like, well, why do I have to, you know, fill in the blank for whatever? Like I am the least, like if I go into a comedy show and someone cracks a joke, if it's about like a balding white guy, like I'm okay because I think systemically, like I'm doing just fine. And like people that look like me are doing just fine. And I do wonder um, I I do have to take like try to take into account the fact that I'm in a I'm in a privileged group. Oh, I'm in I'm in several privileged groups that like the unemployed group or yeah. But I'm recently <laughs> I'm unemployed, kidding. and I also have like a huge severance, <laughs> right? Not a huge See, severance, but like that's, I, that's a joke. You sure? Cancel me all you want. Cancel me. All I'm not trying to cancel you, man. That Matt is not sensitive to his friends' no needs. No, not at all. I was just <laughs> trying to mention the fact that I that that even You're just easing the tension, baby. Even with my situation, I'm I'm still okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do think the 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 term cancel culture it is vague and amorphous and there's no real definition for it. So I, I I think just using the term cult cancel culture is, is kind of useless because it can be anything is, you know, what happened to Harvey Weinstein? Is that cancel culture? Uh, You know, Kevin Spacey, is that cancel culture? Um, No, that's breaking the law. Right. Uh, But, but then he he got dropped. Like he, he doesn't, Mm-hmm. Well, I, this doesn't matter. Like the whole me that's, too. That's what you're talking about, that, Brandon. Though that's uh, that's that's a that's a that's a result of your. Those are the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think those would necessarily, in my opinion, be cancel culture because somebody just spoke up for themselves, right? They they are now in a position. The to, cancel culture to say, part of that is Netflix dropping House of Cards for Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and that's their prerogative. That is mm-hmm. their prerogative. But but for but for people to come out and and then say, 
river river rival like netflix you need to drop kevin spacey you don't you we don't wasn't well, that their prerogative also if you that is but we don't but they shouldn't feel pressure they shouldn't feel pressure from the masses to do so because it's not like we don't we don't sit at the business table for them to make business of decisions. course netflix is a publicly traded company I mean, if you're a sh- if you're yeah, if you're a shareholder, then and they ahead, also have, have and they also have client like I can't uh, if I'm not a shareholder and I pay for a Netflix subscription, like I've sat in meetings with Netflix like they're they fucking care about what people are saying. And if like, a, you know, 300,000 tweets go out about fussing at Kevin Spacey and and whatever, they're going to, they're going to take note of that because they are, they are nickel and diming every single subscription subscription, especially because people share them. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, well, yeah, that's the back ended reason as to why they, <laughs> as to why they care. But like, I, I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel like I don't, I personally don't feel that it's responsible for individuals to go out and say, you need you need i feel so strongly about this you need to remove that no you know what you need to do as a patron don't don't give them money you don't get to say who hosts what and who carries what don't su- support with your dollars that's i've always been a proponent of support with your dollars if you don't like it then cancel your netflix subscription let netflix make that decision that's them as a business so you don't think well, that- i'm actually thinking that if there's like a social element to it if there's if there's like additional social repercussions of something you don't think that there's a duty that someone has i mean i would like to think i mean and i even have my own opinions do i think you know you should host content of you know sexual predators or anti-semitic you know yeezy shoes for example um no i don't i don't think you should and i think it would be very irresponsible of a business to do so but that's not my position to say that's not but it's for the me business to say, you know what position i'm gonna, t- feel- I'm gonna tell you if they exactly. feel like but public they feel, opinion, but they shouldn't is... feel, but they shouldn't feel pressure from me. They should say, "Well, sales have dropped. All right, we should do this." Not, not, hey, there's some people outside that feel upset about this. Interesting. But then, don't do you think as a business you'd be like, "Well, if we don't make them go away, then this could be an even bigger problem." And I think it's situational, but I, I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. I would I would be also curious to see what kind of spending goes into um, like big companies with, um, you know, specific products that people are paying for, especially like subscription products. I would be interested to see what kind of effort and money they're spending and making towards um, like towards soliciting that information. You know what I mean? From their from their like. A lot of these decisions, and especially like I imagine, like like surveys and shit, like like Budweiser, for example, uh, like they're a multi multi billion dollar company. They're not making these ad decisions lightly, Um, and I think that they're doing it strategically. So yeah, with these yeah multi billion dollar companies, I don't think there's, I don't know, I I don't think uh, that. You know, they they see one tweet and they're like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to whatever work with Kevin Spacey or work with this trans activist or whatever. You know, uh, I, I think that there's a lot of people involved and a lot more, I would hope, thought there's some put into. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, Brandon, like, you know, with the with the Budweiser, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those this too shall pass kind of things. 
I I have seen how objectively I I do think it was, and from a marketing aspect, I do think it was a poor decision. But at the same time, there's been countless <laughs> countless pieces I've seen of people that are now buying it up because. Uh, you know, said convenience store is going to drop it. So they've discounted it. So now people are flocking to the stores because that Budweiser is now discounted. Well, mm. Sweet. What do they care? Their products being bought. That's one of those, you know, any publicity is good publicity kind of things, which I don't necessarily think is true. Well, something, but just kind of capitalizing on that phrase. But something again, I, read I mean, that, it will, uh, it will blow over. Like, well, something I read with the um, Budweiser situation is that sales with Gen Z are really bad and this tiktok personality has a lot of gen z followers so mm-hmm. they're trying to court gen z by uh having her advertise bud light so i don't see how that's a bad marketing strategy but well it would be i also from your, like if your you, overall Go yeah, ahead. if you take an initial hit, I do wonder also if they, if, if, you know, I, I can only imagine like what you guys are saying, they, there's, th- these decisions aren't made lightly, um, nor are they made in a vacuum. Like a bunch of people had to sign off on this sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if they see that the tides of society are moving in a particular direction, especially regarding the youngest generation that can now buy alcohol. Um, you know, I wonder if it was like a, it was like a more strategic move of like a, of, of like a 25 year move or a 50 year move than a five year move, if that makes sense. Um, well, it's also just one brand and their entire catalog of products as well. True. I mean, it's a so, big, big brand, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Who's the parent company, Anheuser-Busch, or is it something above that? AB InBev. Yeah, AB InBev. Oh. Which also owns like, I mean, they, you know, like, but to go back, uh, so <clears throat> AB InBev owns locally Hot Valley, for example, mm. they could have done that with Hot Valley and they would have catered to the craft beer drinkers and they would have just, uh, I think, encouraged their market to support even stronger. But like you're saying, it it could easily be a, a longevity move yeah. of saying, hey, the average consumer that drinks Bud Light is forgive me, but like in the Midwest, relatively conservative, 45 to 55 mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like, well, we need to younger this product. Yeah. So. Has, um, has anybody like truly like been in quotes canceled, like where they are. Went out of business. Yeah. Uh, there was one that was really close. Was the Riverbend, uh, Riverbend Brewing? This is just a local beer uh, example that I know. They came out with a beer. It was called Fudge Me Berry Hard, and it had it was a it was a stout, and it was it had chocolate and raspberries in it, and they actually put a raspberry, like having sex with a piece of fudge, and they got ripped apart very heavily um for the aspect of it like appearing to be non-consensual and this was years ago but they're i'm not i'm not sure if they are still in business but they suffered a huge hit from it and that's just one one local company that i know of 
I mean, I kind of feel like we, like with, with being canceled, like there, there, there are boycotts for businesses and then there are like canceling people, which I think are two different things. And like, as far as like in quotes, canceling a person goes, has anybody, I mean, nobody's been like fundamentally stripped of their freedom of speech. Right. So not in the U S <laughs> well, do you have examples in other countries like where someone was like canceled? I mean, I, think... or... well, I, mean well, I feel like you deal with, you know, people that are critical of governments and stuff and they okay, yeah, go to jail. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I, I, I suppose mean, in the U S frequently, but like, I, 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 I guess my point is that like, I, I don't think like uh, an individual can truly be canceled. You know, nobody's being silenced at all. I mean, Louis, Louis C.K. is still doing a lot. He's selling out Madison Actually, Square Garden. Brewing, and <laughs> Riverbend yeah. Brewing closed, it's closed in 2022. Oh, 2021. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a that's a good point. No, no one's being no one's being actually. Well, <clears throat> and, and, you know, to the latter part of um, Peter's question about like censorship, censorship in general, oftentimes people reference the First Amendment and. And very rarely is it relevant <laughs> because isn't that, um, isn't the first amendment like specifically related to like the law, like, like breaking the law or, or being constitutionally supported to voice whatever you want, as long as you're not inciting violence or panic. And, um, and like, you know, anyone who, who talks about free speech with regard to like, their netflix show or whatever like is just sort of comical because it's it's just like individual companies making Mm -hmm. like capitalistic decisions in order to finance everybody has a right to free speech not everybody has a right to a netflix special (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know um any last thoughts (laughs) No, thanks for the question. I hope uh, we tickled your brain bits for Pickle. a bit with that. Oh, cancel me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> well, unless we get canceled, uh, we'll be right back after <laughs> this short break with our lightning round. Here We're back for the lightning round. This this is dead air. Wait, I hear the click. This is dead air. It's spinning. When the thunder rolls, I get served Riverside and the lightning strikes. Oh, Oh, that was so so quiet. quiet. I heard something. (laughs) That was the worst. Oh, there you go. All right. If I can step it up a notch. All right. This is the part of the episode. Cancel Riverside. Where we answer. <laughs> where we where we ask each other three questions, spending one to two minutes, oftentimes more. Uh, this one's going to be a little personal. Hey, hey, Brandon. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's your last Google search? Let me pull up my history. Oh, wait, wait. 
Uh, oh, cute puppies. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, my last Google search. <laughs> my last Google search was Carlsbad Caverns National Park. How exciting! Yep. At which uh, I did learn about a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I was reading something about Carlsbad Caverns, and then I looked it up, and uh, and then I learned about the uh, the term show cave. So the Carlsbad Caverns are a, a cave tunnel in New Mexico, and uh, it's like considered a show cave, uh, which is apparently a term of for caves that are like have like lights and like different displays and things, and like public oh, walking sure. paths and things, and. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the, yeah, what's there's the like one different in, uh, like classifications of caves. I've been in one of those. There's one in Southern Oregon we went to that was near um uh what's it called? Crater Lake. There's a show cave there. You like have to take a guided tour and they have up lighting in there. I went to one in the Appalachian Mountains. That was nice. Spooky. They they like brought you way, way down and then they turned off the lights uh just to experience how your brain interacts with actual pure complete utter darkness and not well not well <laughs> we uh me and matt and <laughs> my father-in-law asked that. him to turn the lights back yeah. on oh really oh <laughs> oh really he uh did yeah. he start to panic yeah well everybody did yeah she like left it on for too long or she left it I off take my phone long. out and put like the put it on strobe mode <laughs> yeah well i know um was it last year or year before uh, we went to that skylight cave, Matt? And uh, yeah, um, we we walked in, in the complete wrong direction of the cave, but it was like, yeah, just pitch black, complete dead silence. And I don't think Matt, you you weren't a fan of it. Nope, <laughs> nope. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't like spelunking. <laughs> but it is like the like the quietest (laughs) quiet and like blackest black you'll ever experience on earth yeah yeah it's pretty pretty wild pretty (laughs) strange also you're like your your eyes like start inventing things like like your (laughs) your peripheral vision starts getting all wacky with lights and stuff with like not lights pretending lights i guess Uh, my uh, my Google search was uh, Killian Murphy. Well, no, actually, it was Matthew Broderick car accident. But um, <laughs> it's because we were talking about that uh, before the show. Um, and uh, you mean Matthew Broderick murder? Well, no, my, my what I looked up that, was car accident because I didn't want to. That mf'er should be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also recreational acid. <laughs> recreational yeah. acid but for um i think it was probably because i was i was coming up with the uh the is there like questions. professional uses for acid <laughs> oh that's a good point <laughs> there is haven't they used it in like clinical trials for things and um, i think that's like well, like i guess that'd be a hallucinant military has experimented with it and yeah there's that guy in uh what is it new mexico i feel like that's where everybody goes to do like there was a movie, things. George Clooney movie about that. Men uh, who stare at goats. Men, men who, yeah, men who talk to goats or stare at goats. Or, yeah, yeah. It was Either a weird way. movie. You do, you do okay. something with goats on acid. 
my Google yeah, says, my Google history is uh, bars bars and charging stations in Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know bars in charging stations. Bars and? and charging stations. Nice, in good thinking. That's a that's a really you good. Kill some time while <laughs> you charge you... up your car. Wait, yeah. Are you are you taking the electric car up? I think so. That's it's gonna awesome. be nicer weather. Your range goes up a little bit, so I think it'll be just fine. Nice. It's pretty much a free trip. I also probably weigh more than your children and your wife, so uh, the range will probably go down. <laughs> No, but you got really good traction. <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, Brandon, have you ever planned a prank months in advance? Like, have you ever put effort and thought into a prank? Um, I don't want to be a bummer on this question, but the answer is no. Gotcha. Yeah, more of a spur I'm of the shit. moment person. Yeah, I'm a shit planner. I I don't I am yeah. No. I, I'm a I'm a spur of the moment kind of person also. I'm more of a hide around the corner and pop out kind of person. <laughs> I'll call that a Tuesday night. I'm gonna um, more of a put on a mask and yell, give me your money <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> So I guess, not particularly uh, fun to be around. I don't plan them out months in advance, but I do. There are times where I'm like, yeah, yeah that'd be fun to do down the road <laughs> kind of thing. And then I usually forget about it. <laughs> like what? Or like, like, what's just an so, example? I don't really have I don't have one because, again, like I usually forget about them because they they just lose traction. I watched like, this oh, uh, fun. video today where like the these people's friend, like the I guess he passed out drunk or something and they ended up staging and they put him in the casket yeah they stage a funeral for yeah. him <laughs> that's yeah. fucked like they had his whole family was... there and uh i'll try to find that and oh put that in our socials God. uh i saw that too that's and brutal. he got up and out of the casket and everybody was like mourning and he was trying to interact with them and they wouldn't they don't <laughs> yeah they wouldn't you know, acknowledge him. him and like <laughs> oh that's horrible and also brilliant, but also horrible. I did like I, I I appreciate the people that have the uh the the ability to stick with something long term. Like uh I mean I don't think this would ever work, but in an office setting, you know, Jim and Dwight, for example, mm-hmm. in the office, they Jim was always messing with them, you know, in terms of putting a, a penny in his handset so every day his phone got heavier and heavier and then one day he took them all out and he hit himself in the face that kind that's of thing. what she said <laughs> <laughs> that's only that's more how i operate that i had but yeah that's more of the uh yeah the the <laughs> quick the quick wit yeah but anyway uh let's end this on a high note hey brandon <laughs> oh, whose celebrity death hit you the hardest <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um Death stalks you at every turn. Um <laughs> probably um slightly more recently, but uh Norm MacDonald really bummed me out. Um I really liked his comedy and uh like it, it felt really sudden. He didn't let people know he was sick or anything um and 
like i mean luckily there's like a billion clips of him on like talk shows and things and so like i'll watch those from time to time and uh i don't know he he was just a really funny person and i i did see him live one time so that was good that i got to see him before he died i guess um yeah i don't know i just saw a clip with him on on conan actually yesterday and i was like man i I miss him this is dry (laughs) yeah he's super dry. um i guess also like uh when i was younger like chris farley dying that was um a huge bummer just because of uh like his potential i think um and uh which there is actually he, he was going to be shrek originally the voice of shrek and you can hear that if you look it up on YouTube, there's audio of him recording like Shrek's lines because they were like working on it that far back. And wow. uh, so you can like hear Chris Farley as Shrek. Like he didn't do the Scottish. It was basically like, hey, donkey. It's uh, just Chris Farley's voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I know that we were supposed to just list one, but um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is another one that uh i think is a huge bummer but anyway yeah i would say philip seymour hoffman's a good one not a good one i mean the one that sort of like (laughs) stung um and then um i remember very distinctly where i was with um with johnny cash when he died and um I didn't really like, I knew the name Johnny cash, but I didn't know the music at all. And, um, and so his death, like made me discover Johnny cash. So that was, a you know, interesting pivotal for musically for me. So, um, but otherwise I don't, I don't really get, uh, too bummed out. I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly like, you know, fucking, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Robin Williams, like these guys that, that, uh, ended it early. Like I get, I get that, uh, that shit gets tough. Um, you know, obviously we've got, we've got between, between the three of us and some of our other friends, we've got, um, we've had a loss from mental illness and it's tough, but I, that, that always like when people are taken soon, too soon not by like bullshit diseases. Um, it's that, that, that always, that always hurts. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Uh, yeah, it would be, it would be two. Uh, the first one is, is Prince. Um, and, and one of, I think with Prince, it's, you know, gone too soon. Uh, growing, growing up, I, you know, was bullied relatively, heavily and uh he has had a huge influence in in my family and our musical taste and and abilities um and he was one person that you know kind of laid it out for a lot of people that you know it's okay to be different it's okay to be weird let your freak flag fly you know do what makes you happy kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and it was also like a mixture of disappointment because he after his purple rain album he turned Jehovah's Witness, stopped eating meat, didn't do drugs, didn't do alcohol, um, and was relatively outspoken about that. And to have an overdose of fentanyl, um, it's kind of, it's pretty disappointing. 
uh, for somebody you revere for their like sobriety and making clean life choices and, and stuff like that. So them and then Anthony Bourdain was was really hard. Yeah, uh, because another person I looked up to, like my grandpa was a chef. Cooking is very important to me. Um, I wish I could write as good as he did. I wish I was as well spoken as he was. I wish I had like the same fervor for everything that he does. But it's it's sad to know that some people get that sad. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what yeah. There's a no good way. There's no good way to come out of that. <laughs> Can you just do the just just do the boner noise? Boing. <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus! I don't know. <laughs> it's like, there you go. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully we didn't bum you out too much. Thank you all for listening. A special thanks to Zach and Peter for this week's questions. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials found in the episode description. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't cancel us. Don't cancel us.